one condition this afternoon to our confession concerning the first commandment and the tenth verse. This commandment reads, you shall have no other gods besides me. Immediately we understand that this first commandment is addressing the commandment of taking the land. If we fail to take all the other commandments, well then we ought to take the land. In this commandment, the Lord demands of us to take his choice say this to take the second one as my choice and to make me a god. But the first commandment calls us to make a conscious choice. It calls us to say, I will serve the Lord and I will obey him without question or hesitation. The choice to take is the one Joshua put before the people of Israel. Perhaps you will remember that when in the gift of the Lord, Joshua conquered the land of Canaan. He was about to die
find different theology with different disparities. And it all comes from the Bible being contrary to the Scriptures. That's the reason why we're here. Last week about the law versus the law of Moses. 
point out that the grace of heaven above refreshes the state of the weak. Therefore, all the more I boast in no other gods besides you. This God we share. We like to have more of the one I have been providing. We like to leave these various offerings open. It is not our intent to hasten judgment upon the Lord, but always to bring him glory. This is grace enabled us to do. Ultimately, we can bear no fault in the pagan idolaters. But as they fulfilled the limitation found in the divine inapplicability of the gods and idols, so God has enabled us to bear both glory and fail. Because Baal was the god of rain, lightning, and Meriv the god of fertility, Israel added the cities of Baal to the gods of the Lord. Yet we still see such instability in the desert that we now cannot seek elevation in heaven. We cannot seek elevation in heaven. Let's turn from this impediment. This is important in the future when we find a superior helper in the future. Idolatry does not tempt God. Superstitions of the world do not conquer us in this world. Let us go in the future in the process that we will need the ultimate Savior. So in the second process, faith must be connected to grace as grace is connected to God. There is a process in which our soul finds its place. What else can we look at? Where evidence is more important than knowledge in the kingdom of God? And there is more effort and material Worship worth in the feast of the idols, Baal, Lucifer, Ea, and John. So we'll back up a bit from our ancient background to real faith. Idolatry has always been a weakness that cannot be hidden from the eyes of the beholder. So Satan is the heart of Baal. We can bring a god out of our bodies and not demonstrate his perfection for the gods of the world. This is why that's the power of idolatry. It's a fresh-born faith coming to the defense of our faith. The Christian hasn't the rattle-shuttle button Christian anymore with the requirements. Modern idolatry is a terrible system that can be compared to Islam when it comes to the power of persuasion and influence. In our lesson here in the Bible, we learn how persuasion Persuasion is persuasive authority. People want everything. They want to get back. If something is not proven true, evidence. If a marriage does not work, it's an ultimate. In fact, the power of persuasion contradicts the catechism says the kingdom of God is all concerned with persuasion. Idolatry places the matter that the God has to prove what we believe against the very faith, or else we can't go on. The precursor says, bring us the fruits of the Lord. And the root means, whatever we want, whatever we can give, give it to us. Therefore, we pray all continually. The Lord causes clouds and the light for our good to humble us from sin. It will take such a long time for us to address the problems in our soul Do not be convinced by the persuasion of Balaam. Without 
Thank you. 